Good morning and welcome to Declassified Live. First things first, everybody want to know if sound and video look okay. I know yesterday we had a little problem. Got off to a short start with that. So need you guys to tell me how we're looking on that front. And because uh, it would be kind of pointless for me to go on and do a show for you if we don't have, if we don't have sound and video. But a uh, lot of things, a lot of things I want to talk uh, Well, Michael Cohen, Trump's attorney, apparently dropped the tape. And he uh, thought, wow, my shirt looks really wild on camera now, doesn't it? So Trump's attorney, Michael Cohen, uh, leaked, I guess he leaked the tape or he dropped the tape or he did something with a tape of Trump. Somehow the tape wound up in the hands of, hey, Jim, how are you? Hey, Jim, how's the audio for you today? I know we got off to a rough start yesterday morning. Just want to make sure we're not having those same problems today. Hey, from Ireland. Hey, Kath, how are you guys? So anyway, talking about the Michael Cohen tape. So CNN winds up with this tape of Michael Cohen and Donald Trump, Donald Trump's former attorney, right? And uh, the tape is a big nothing. The tape is a big nothing. It's Trump and Cohen discussing whether or not maybe they'll buy some material from uh, the parent company of the National Enquirer. Marianne Garcia from San Diego. Matthew from Oregon. We got Tim in Canada. We've got, let's see, Ireland. Everybody's in the house. Yeah, so there's big nothing, right? So you got to, let me break down the CNN tape for you. Because it appears that CNN puts Chris Cuomo in a room. Like he, get, he gets to go on stage and they take him off, off the set and they lock him in a room where they don't allow him to look at television, the internet, newspapers, telegraphs from a Morse code machine. He's hysterical. So you got Lanny Davis on CNN. You've got, uh, you've got this Michael Cohen tape. And in the tape, you have the bombshell of a lawyer and a client discussing the perfectly legal purchase of something that they ultimately decide not to legally purchase. They just don't want to buy it. So what is Lanny Davis, Michael Cohen's attorney, Bill Clinton's good buddy? Uh, what does he go on CNN and say? Well, Trump said a cash payment, and that's what drug dealers and mobsters do. Now, look, you got to be Sydney Rosa from Sydney, Tom from Missouri. You had a big rally with the president in Missouri yesterday, Tom. I watched it over at the Veterans of Foreign Wars. It was a lot of fun. Melbourne, Australia, Ontario, Canada. You guys are awesome. All right. So you got this tape, right? So you got this. This perfectly legal transaction. So Lanny Davis, now remember this, he was Clinton's guy. He was Clinton's lawyer and confidant and closest friend. At the time, Bill Clinton, this is what the irony of this is so rich. At the time back in 1990s dollars that Bill Clinton paid off Paula Jones 850 grand to settle sexual abuse claims. Nearly a million bucks. Trump hasn't paid anybody for anything like that. They were going to buy the rights to some footage to squash the story, to make it a dead story. But it never happened. So in the tape, Trump uh, says something, is it, a ca is it cash? Well, Lanny Davis says, that's what drug dealers and mobsters do. Chris Cuomo's like, cash, oh my God. You've got to be a moron to not understand what that means if you've ever engaged in any business. And I don't even mean business business. I mean, if you've ever walked into a car dealership <laughs> to buy a new car, the salesman says, hey, is this a cash deal, a lease, or a finance? A cash, cash Deal just means you're paying up front in one lump sum payment by check or wire transfer. I mean, the entire analysis of the Cohen tape on CNN 
was just dumb. It was just dumb. They go through this entire recording and they're going to set up companies under which to purchase. So they're going to do all of these things to make the transaction perfectly legal. They're going to spend all this money to make it perfectly legal. And then at the final step, they're going to bring in a duffel bag with dollars in. I mean, this is so dumb. It's just stupid. A cash deal clearly means a lump sum payment. You write a check, you wire the money. So idiotic. It's so idiotic. It defies logic. But that's, that is CNN. Look, I, I love, I love that Trump waived privilege on these tapes. I love that Trump said to the government and to Michael Cohen, release them. Yeah, release them. Because there's nothing on them. There's nothing on them. CNN is running a headline about what really is. Now, forget that I'm a Trump supporter, right? Forget that I'm a Republican. Forget that I'm a conservative. Forget that I back this administration. Just as a guy, this was about the most boring conversation I've ever heard. Having done business, <clears throat> it doesn't get any dumber than this. It doesn't get any dumber than this. And it doesn't get any more boring than this. Oh, maybe we'll buy something. Yeah, if we did buy it, how would we go about structuring the deal? Here's how we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to do cash. We're going to finance. Well, I set up funding with some people from the organization. Yeah, let's not even bother. All right, bye. Yeah, talk to you tomorrow. I mean, that's really the crux of the tape. That, that's really the, a rather summary of the tape. It is so stupid. But of course, it's headline news. Prosecutors have 12 Cohen tapes. I wish prosecutors had 1,200 Cohen tapes because something tells me this is the one that was released. This is the one that played on CNN, which means that the 11 others are even more boring or even more innocuous or even more irrelevant to anything. They had nothing to do with Russia, nothing to do with any crime committed. This is just idiotic, stupid, as stupid as it gets, as dumb as it gets, as dumb as it gets. So now what's the new narrative? Well, the new narrative is Trump lied about wanting to pay a Playboy model. Who cares? Who cares? I don't care if Trump hooked up with Stormy Daniels. I don't care if Trump wanted to buy a Playboy tape. The U.S. GDP is like a four, we, had, we saw a 4.3% GDP increase. There's a whisper number of 5%. North Korea is dismantling nuke sites. The world is safer. Less tax money is being taken out of our... Who cares? If a billionaire wanted to buy some freaking porn star out, I don't care. Nobody cares. Look, this shows you how, how hysterical Democrats are. They've got nothing going into the midterms. Nothing. Nothing. They've got nothing at all. What do they have? What do they have? Illegal immigration, Ocasio-Cortez, terrorism, raising taxes. The, the, the Democrats. A uh, platform reads like, like, like the worst episode of Jeopardy ever. We've got the categories are terrorism, raising your taxes, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, abolish ICE, and eliminate borders. I'll take eliminate borders for 800, Alex. I mean, this is, it's terrible. It is, they've got nothing. So they're dropping recordings between lawyers and clients. Look, I don't care who you are. 
I, I don't care who you are. At the end of the day, in America, and I assume around the world, you're an economic voter. You're an economic voter. You care about your bottom line. I say it on this show, on others all the time, money, safety, family. If your family's doing better, if you've got more money in your pocket and you and your family are safe, you're happy. You're happy. You don't care about, let me have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and democratic socialism for 600, Alex. What is, you're a moron. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is, I, I, I am, I'm embarrassed for CNN. The New York Daily News laid off 50% of its staff. You know why? Oh, you see the left-wing media. If you're out there on social media, uh, you see the left-wing media. It's, it's, uh, it, by the way, I want to address it. Leslie Sylvan is his ranting. She hates Trump. Trump was ready to pay cash, cash, period. So what? That's not what he meant. But even if he did, if he had a receipt, it's perfectly legal. On a bill, it says this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. So whether you pay by wire, by cash, or by, by a check, it's legal. If you want to use a duffel bag, I can't, nobody would. It's legal. There's nothing there that this week people don't understand, that you, you, my audience gets it, but what the left doesn't understand. They don't understand. It's just it's dumb. It is dumb. They've got no platform. They've got nothing, nothing to run on. So this is what we're going to see a lot of. A lot of smears, a lot of innuendo, a lot of dredging up stuff. No one cares about it's like, you know what it's like when a, when a bar or a restaurant is doing really, really badly and they're in their death throes, like those final two weeks. And then they start throwing all these weird promotions like it's Asian over 75 senior singles night. Like they're just they're just grasping. and It's sad and it's weak and it's pathetic. That's what's going on with the Democratic Party. That's what's going on with the Democratic Party. They've got nothing. They've got nothing. And uh, it's, it's just, oh my God, you watch this stuff and, and I'm like, now, now let's talk about CNN for a second because they're the ones who released it. CNN needs to finally stop uh, 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 promoting the illusion that they're hard news, that they're hard news. That's what they need to do. CNN is biased opinion commentary. Look. I bring you facts, but I admit to you every day, I am a right-wing opinion commentator. I'm not a news guy, all right? There's not a teleprompter in front of me where I read the news. I don't do that. You know, there was a a car accident on 95 today. Two people were seriously injured and taken to the hospital. The uh, uh, director of the Florida Highway Patrol said X. I don't do that. I don't do that. I give you my opinion through the lens on the right. I don't try to make believe, I don't try to make believe that I'm this hard news commentator. But CNN does. CNN does. And, and, and I, I need, I mean, I, I truly am worried about Chris Cuomo, Cuomo's mental well-being. I mean, I seriously think they locked this guy in a room. He doesn't even understand anything about anything. I was, I was walking my dogs this morning. I went to bed. I was a little tired last night, went to sleep early. And didn't really uh, focus on this Cohen thing. It started to break right around the time I was going to sleep. And so got up very early this morning, about five o'clock. And I'm out there walking my dogs about 530. I'm reading the Cohen stuff. And I'm 
I'm laughing. I'm, I'm, I was genuinely like, I'm the only guy on the street. It's pitch black, me and my dogs. And I'm laughing to myself. Turbo Jones, thanks for the donation. By the way, you could be like Turbo, donate a couple of bucks. You see the super chat icon. Turbo says CNN's new show called Trump versus the wild. Yeah, Trump. <laughs> Trumpy and afraid. This is a good one. Let's come up with names for Trump shows. Trumpy and afraid. Trump week on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with this. I don't know what it, so I'm reading this Cohen thing. And I'm like, people are like, oh my God, he was going to pay. He was going to pay cash. He was going to pay it. So what? Let me, it's his money. It's his money. I don't care if he wanted to bring her a garbage truck full of nickels, a dump truck full of nickels, a tractor trailer full of pennies. I don't care. Nobody cares. It's his money. They're his pennies. They're his nickels. Nobody cares. It's ridiculous. But back to CNN. So CNN, look, I'm a First Amendment guy. CNN is free to exist. They're free to thrive if people are dumb enough to watch them. But they should admit that they don't have news people. Jim Acosta needs to admit, I am a far left biased commentator who happens to have a seat in the White House press room. I am not an objective reporter. I am not an objective White House correspondent. This is ridiculous. This is, oh my God, this Leslie Sylvan is losing her mind. Retract your misrepresentation of me. But he was willing to pay cash. All right, Leslie, I re it retracted, retracted. You voted for Trump. Great. <laughs> okay. But I still don't care if he was going to pay cash, if he was going to pay my check, if he was going to pay what. I, I don't care. I don't care. Nobody cares. <laughs> George Watts says, Brian Alka-Seltzer for Brian Stelter. You know, I go back and forth with Stelter on Twitter all the time. And I, he's never been, like, I almost feel bad for the guy because he's so unhinged, but he's never really been a jerk to me. Like, he's never been a dick. But he, he continues to put out these just dumb, easily debunked reports and these shows and Gail Kochman says, hey, Gail, how are you this morning? Jim Acosta is the rudest person ever in the news. He's, yeah, he's rude, but he's very immature. When uh, he was over in Helsinki, I was speaking to Point because they had already been security cleared. And uh, that was the most secure way and the fastest way to get them around. because Security there was just overwhelming. And they, uh, so this friend of mine, very well-known media figure, sitting next to another very well-known media figure, uh, from Fox. I'm texting with him. And uh, he said to me that Acosta pretty much threw a tantrum the entire trip. He didn't want to wait in lines. He was annoyed the bus was crowded. He was annoyed that he had to wait for Putin and Trump to come out. He was annoyed that he had to wait to eat. He was annoyed that he had to wait for the bathroom. Like they said, Acosta was just a whiny, complaining little baby the entire time. So apparently what you see on uh, what you see in the press room is what you get in real life with Jim Acosta. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, oh, wow, you got the comments are coming fast and furiously today. And Turbo, by the way, thanks for that question. Much appreciated, my friend. It's a good idea. Let's take Turbo Jones's idea and come up with uh, names for Trump shows. Let's uh, Trump, uh, <laughs> Trump of Fortune, Trump Week on the Discovery Channel, Trumpy and Afraid. <laughs> I don't know. I could go 
all forged in Trump. American Trumpers, let's keep on going. All right. Uh, George Watts, his opinion on the Toronto shooting. Yeah, let's switch gears there. Well, I think that uh, Faisal Hussein's family came out awfully quick with a statement. In fact, uh, Candace Malcolm, who does some work for us here at The Rebel, uh, had an interesting tweet. Let me find it. She said, um, let me, uh, so she's saying that uh, the the notification that this guy, here she goes, Candace tweeted that polished statement. She tweeted this uh, overnight. Candace uh, tweeted, it's at, at Candace Malcolm on Twitter. She tweeted that polished statement from the Hussein family following the Danforth shooting. It was provided by a professional activist associated with the NDP and the National Council of Canadian Muslims, the group formerly called CARE Canada. Now, that's interesting, right? Because CARE here in the United States, uh, real quick, Marianne Garcia, thank you for your donation. I will always stop what I'm doing for those paying viewers. And Marianne says, what Trump did prior to this election is not my business. That's how I feel. Nor is it mine. Couldn't care less, Marianne. Couldn't care less. Now, back to the shooting. So Candace makes a great point. So CARE, the Council for American Islamic Relations, uh, had a Canadian chapter. CARE is a really bad group of people. I've done some stories on CARE. I, I did a, a quite uh, a few in-depth exposés. My previously uh, a previous show here at The Rebel, uh, the declassified show, the recorded show. In short, CARE is very close to Hamas. CARE... Uh, was very close to the family of a 9-11 mastermind and the London subway bombings and New York City subway bombings. Uh, he was killed by, uh, he was killed in Pakistan, fighting with Al-Qaeda in Pakistan. This guy, his mother, his family still lives here in South Florida on property owned by a mosque that's very close to CARE. So CARE is uh, of closely aligned with terror. No doubt about that. We have many, many connections. But the statement now, what Candace is saying, is that the statement about uh, Faisal Hussein uh, being mentally ill, he's, of course, the uh, Greek town, the Danforth shooting uh, in Toronto. He's, uh, uh, the, the statement was prepared by someone close to care, care is close to terror. And Candace goes on to tweet, the, this undermines the legitimacy and claims made in the statement. It amounts to political spin not an authoritative piece of the puzzle. Every claim, mental illness, psychosis, meds, need to be independently verified, and media should cite the real sources. She's right. Because here you have a guy. Here you have a guy. Uh, Marianne writes, CARE is in the San Diego School District. And Marianne, the acronym is actually C-A-I-R, the Council on American Islamic Relations. They're in the San Diego School District. They're in too many school districts, in my opinion. Care is a bad, bad group of people. And uh, I suggest you go to the name Faisal Hussein or a similar name. Comma, uh, uh, kills a bunch of people or shoots a bunch of people, kills two others. And then the immediate, the immediate narrative is mental illness. It seems to me to be a sanitization of the narrative, especially in light of the fact that Canadian authorities didn't want to release his name. And I have not seen, unless I'm missing it, any official statement ruling out terror. But man, that family and those care representatives 
sure jumped on it quickly and said, not terror, mental illness. He was off his meds. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So let's go back for something. Because Leslie Sylvan is saying you're an absolute First Amendment advocate. So am I. I don't care about being challenged, Leslie. But it's clear to anyone who's done business that cash, a cash payment does not mean cash in a duffel bag. It means a wire transfer or bank check. Because in the American finance system, a wire transfer or a bank check is equivalent to cash at a closing. So that's the term used. I was in business before I was in media. It's a common business term. And a financier, a guy like Trump, when he said a cash deal, that's what he means because they're equivalent. If I wire transfer a car dealership money or I go to the bank and get them a certified check, it's identical to me giving them a briefcase full of cash. Barbell donated to us. Barb, thank you very much. Very generous. <laughs> this is a good one. It's not the 1990s anymore. Trump voters don't care. We enjoy winning. Yes, we do, Barb. Right on, Barb. Excellent comment. But that's what cash means. Let's go back to uh, the Danforth shooting in Faisal Hussan. One, uh, one. okay, I got to address Leslie's question. Leslie, sure, people can pay off inspectors with cash, but they were setting up a company to buy the rights from the National Enquirer. You don't go through that trouble and then bring a bag of cash, Leslie. They were creating a paper trail that's public record on a state's division of corporations website. They were bringing an asset into that corporation, thereby increasing its value. You don't do that if your intention is to put cash in a bag. You got to read and listen to the totality of the situation and deduce from that. <clears throat> Now, it's, uh, it's we'll go back to the Toronto shooting. So I'm always suspect. I'm always very concerned when I see uh, a shooting with somebody who's clearly a Muslim and the immediate narrative is sanitized. Because I'm going to say, I'm going to go on a limb here and say, that's what happened in Toronto, is that the government uh, held the information back because they didn't want hysteria. <clears throat> and now, and now we've got, Katie Boo will die, so she loves my voice. Well, thank you, Katie Boo. Thank you very much. It's uh, <laughs> typically a little beat up. I do this many hours a day. So uh, it, it always concerns me when these narratives appear sanitized because I have to ask, <clears throat> why? Why? It's um, troubling, but it's not unique to Canada. We see liberal cities uh, do it here in the U.S., we see cities here in the U.S. that do it. We sanitize, sanitize narratives. There was that moronic uh, uh, um, <clears throat> referendum before the New York City Council a couple of years back where far-left New York City Council people wanted to prevent... Now, I don't know if you saw this or heard about this. And luckily, sanity prevailed. The NYPD lost their minds. And for those of you who don't know, I spent the first half of my adult life with the NYPD. The, um, the New York City Council wanted to prevent 911 dispatchers from giving police the race of suspects. Think about that. So you're robbed at gunpoint by a male black. You call 911. I was just robbed at gunpoint by a male black 
He's running south down Fifth Avenue. He just passed 50th Street, Midtown Manhattan. He's wearing a black hoodie, blue jeans, and white sneakers. He's got a red bandana in his pocket. He's carrying a handgun. The New York City Police Department, well, the New York City Council wanted dispatchers at the New York City Police Department to only give police a man about five foot ten in a black shirt and blue jeans and white sneakers. Now the New York City Police Department, let's say it's a November day and they get there and there are five men <clears throat> in black hoodies, black hoodies, blue jeans and white sneakers. Pretty common looking outfit in a city in late fall or winter. Well, think about the unintended consequence of this politically correct stupidity. Now, when you can't give the race, <clears throat> the white guy is stopped at gunpoint. The Asian guy is stopped at gunpoint. The Indian guy is stopped at gunpoint. <laughs> the, uh, you know, the Hispanic guy is stopped at gunpoint. And the African-American guy is stopped at gunpoint. So instead of only being the suspect and somebody that matches the suspect's description, four other perfectly innocent people just going about their day are stopped at gunpoint. That's the unintended consequence of political correctness. Okay, Meb3 gave us a donation. Well, I don't know if I agree with you. Thank you very much, by the way. Sharia is a better option than today's left. I don't know if I agree with you, but it's a pretty funny point. And uh, <clears throat> I, get, I get the point, point taken. Yeah, the left is pretty bad. The left is pretty bad. Um. <laughs> let's see what else we got here. I want to start taking some of your comments, but uh, to, to finish up. Yeah. I think, I think they tried to sanitize the narrative, the narrative in, uh, in Toronto when they couldn't, <clears throat> they're now, well, they tried to hide the narrative by not releasing his name, I should say. And when they couldn't, they decided to sanitize it or the family did anyway, Matthew Hoffman's off to work. See you tomorrow, Matt. Great to see you every morning. Let's see. Yeah, Jimmy's 49 is like van driver in North York was mental also. It sure seems like all of these uh, people, all of these terrorists seem to have mental illness. Seem to have mental illness. A lot of calls to free Tommy Robinson, yes. What happened to Tommy is a travesty, but like I tell you every morning, that is really, Ezra's really doing amazing work on that. And so I'm really leaving it up to him on that story. He's in touch with the family, with people close to Tommy. He's in touch with the lawyers as we're going to be going back over there when there's additional information from the court. Because he's so on top of the story, I'm focusing on the U.S. issues with the rebel, uh, some of the Canadian issues like the shooter, anything that's criminal or anti-terror I'll cover. Uh, but really, Ezra's doing such a great job. I would do I would do the story at this service. So I really suggest pay attention to Ezra's Twitter and his shows here on the rebel. He has, I would say Ezra's got... Uh, worldwide globally there's nobody in media right now with better information on tommy's case than ezra and so that should really he should really be your go-to guy for that story not that i don't want to cover it just he's doing such a great job like i said he's so on top of it i would do it a disservice and so uh <clears throat> i i follow ezra on it you know we chat offline about what's going on and uh he he really i i truly believe uh in fact i don't think it's disputable ezra has the the best insight on the tommy story of any journalist in the world right now so stick with him for that one. Uh, Evil Bastard says a D.C. city councilwoman tried to propose that crime surveillance footage be classified and kept secret if <clears throat> the perpetrators are minorities. Yeah, it's the trend around the country, man. It is the trend around the country. 
They don't want to put the description out. And it really does fly in the face of the Constitution, right? So a little backstory, a little education on that <clears throat> and how cops go about doing this here in the U.S. So there was a landmark case, Terry v. Ohio, back in 1964. So when you hear the term stop, question, and frisk, the alternative uh, uh, description is a Terry stop. And there are, so what it means is here in the U.S., we have levels of suspicion, levels of probable cause for the police, all right? Mere suspicion <clears throat> doesn't really give you the right to do anything. Mere suspicion is I'm an officer on patrol in a warehouse district at three o'clock in the morning. And that's my typical patrol area. And the, uh, and I know the area and I know that nobody's walking around that area that time of night. So I see a guy looking in one of the windows of one of the buildings, maybe it's a warehouse type building, a machine shop. Clearly it's on his friend's house or his house. And I see him trying the door. That's mere suspicion. Doesn't look right. I can approach him and say, hey, what's going on? Everything all right? And he can say to me, I don't want to talk to you. And I can say to him, well, then you got to be, they know I could stand right here on the sidewalk. I could say, you know what? You can, you're legally allowed to do that, but you can't touch that door. It's private property. Or the guy might say, hey, officer, I work here. I left my uh, backpack. It's got the keys to my house and I locked myself out. I'm just looking inside. There's usually an overnight security guard. Just want to see if he's in there so I can bang on the door. Okay, that makes a little more sense to me. And I might say, all right, let me shine my light in there. Let me see if we can get them on the phone for you because his phone's in his backpack. That's mere suspicion. Reasonable suspicion is that guy is pulling that door on the side of the building and I notice he's got a screwdriver and a pry bar in his pocket. That's a little more suspicious to me, right? And I ask him, what are you doing here? And he says, oh, my aunt lives around here. Oh, really? Well, then why are you trying this industrial facility's door at two o'clock in the morning with a pry bar? At that point, I can ask him some questions. And if I see a bulge in his pockets or a shape under his clothing indicative to that of a weapon, or if I see those what we'd call burglar's tools, that pry bar, that screwdriver, that wrench, those could be used as weapons. <clears throat> I'm allowed legally to pat down the outside of his clothing. I'm allowed to do that. Now, the, another reason I'd be able to put hands on him and pat down the outside of his clothing is if a call came in in 911 that gave me a detailed description of him. So if a call, for example, came in a 911 from the apartment building across the street from this warehouse, and they said, hey, look, uh, we got a 911 caller. Then we have another caller. We have callback numbers. They see this guy. He's out of place. They know all the employees. He's not one. He's a male Hispanic, five foot ten, a gray sweatshirt with a hood, blue jeans, and black sneakers. And they think he's trying to break into the place. That gives me automatic reasonable suspicion. I can pat this guy down. That's why race is so important in a description to the police. Because it enables them to automatically raise their probable cause level, raise their suspicion level. And it enables them to put their hands on someone to detain that person while they conduct a summary investigation. This is why it is so stupid when leftists who don't understand this propose these moronic things like hiding security camera footage or taking race out of suspect descriptions. Because the unintended consequence is 
it actually infringes on the rights of others who might not be involved. Because now the description is more broad, more general, so it gives the police more suspects to approach. So perfectly innocent people, the guy who may very well be the night security guard at this warehouse, who also just happens to be wearing a gray sweatshirt and, and, and dark pants, he's now going to be stopped by the police under suspicion when he shouldn't be. He's a perfectly innocent guy just going to work. That's why taking race out of the description is moronic. That's why. Now, luckily, it didn't happen. Nobody, you know, cooler heads prevailed, insanity prevailed, and it never, never happened. But that's why uh, it's it's a very stupid policy. Let's um, go back to some of your questions here, but I thought that was in... Oh, you know, a lot of people talking about gun control in Canada. Uh, oh, this is an interesting one. Farouzakadi says, UK cops always describe the race of a suspect by using IC codes. IC1 is white euro, IC3 is black. What's wrong with that? Because why do it? Why bother? It, it, why substitute one for the other? Male, black, male, Hispanic. Why bother? Why sanitize it? There's nothing wrong with being a male, black. There's nothing wrong with being a male, white. There's nothing wrong with being a male, Asian. There's nothing wrong with being a male, Hispanic. There's nothing wrong with that. Why do we have to make believe that it's bad to say male Hispanic committed a crime, male black committed a crime, male white committed a crime? People commit crimes. Like It's just why add a step? When, when, when it comes to police response, Feruzi, we should be doing all we can to shorten the response time, not lengthen it by adding these unnecessary descriptors. That's what I find wrong with that. Let's see. Robert Kush says ISIS has claimed he's one of their soldiers in the sun today, meaning Faisal Hussein. They claim responsibility for everybody, but I, I, I want to take them seriously. I don't want to just say mental illness. Mental illness. Let's see. <clears throat> How can someone... <laughs> I don't even want to get into this Q nonsense. That is just the dumbest. I've, I've, I've given that idiot enough uh, time on the show. Hangman John Ruth says, my local news, which is owned by the New York Times, sanitizes descriptions. Other stations give full description. Yeah, we see that a lot, right? We, uh, we see that a lot. Crypto Sisters, please do not promote this Q nonsense. It's fake. It's fake. It's fake. So yeah, these, these news outlets, it always infuriates me. Five are dead in a gang-related shooting. Two suspects are under arrest. The suspects are described as males, 24 and 27. What is wrong with giving us the race? They want to sanitize the narrative. That's all it's about. John Space, morning coffee, coffee about the be safe out there. Abadazos is different. Q. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> oh, Jonathan Brennan is saying it's a joke. Oh, it's so stupid. Oh my god. Oh my god. If only I were. Uh, if only I were uh, a, a, an unethical guy and I could spew these conspiracy theories. Oh, how wealthy I'd be. I know we're having a little bit of a fuzzy stream problem there. My shirt looks funkadelic, huh? Look at my shirt when the stream goes low res. Looks like you guys are on an acid trip. It's wild. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I wish you could... Uh, do something to bump this stream. I'm as I'm talking to you guys, I'm running a speed test. 
And we've got, uh, yeah, it is trippy, isn't it? <clears throat> wow. My shirt is incredible. I wish my shirt actually looked like that. <laughs> that is awesome. You know, it's funny though. I only have that in one, in one machine and another, uh, everything looks pretty good. So yeah, my shirt is shape-shifting. Nigel gave me a, a, a donation. Thank you, Nigel. It says, free Jeremy Bamber in the UK, 33 years of injustice. I'm honestly not familiar with the case. I typically focus on US-based stories. So, uh, but I would love to learn more about it. Let's see. Ah, uh, oh, you're talking about Star Trek. That cue. I'm sorry, guys. All right, my mistake. Yeah, my stream is going a little funky here, huh? <laughs> I'm digging the shirt. I might take a still shot of this and see if I can get this shirt made. That is just too much. I feel like I'm in a video in like 1983. <laughs> oh, YouTube. No matter what you do to me, I'm going to make lemonade out of lemons. I am going to make lemonade out of lemons. Hangman. <laughs> Hangman John Root said, John, your shirt makes more sense than Q. Ah, that was good. That was good. This is awesome. This is, oh yeah, it's like Dude's Mask from The Watchmen, Robert Jackson said. I love that movie. People didn't like that movie. I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was a great movie. Ah, there we go. The stream is better, but you took my good shirt away. Now my shirt just looks like a television with rabbit ears from the uh, 1970s. Can't get the signal. This is, um... <laughs> Anyway, a lot of comments about this terrorist in Toronto. And, and yeah, it looks like the family is moving to sanitize this narrative. Listen, I'm always torn on that one, right? Because I don't know if it's because the family's radicalized and they don't want the truth to come out or they're just mortified that they had a terrorist, an alleged terrorist in their family. But somebody here is saying, let's see who said that. So one of the uh, viewers said this, uh, Howard G said, MSN said the family was very religious. So, ah. Uh, yeah. What's my take on Trudeau taking personal days after a shooting? I I don't I'm not a fan of anything Justin Trudeau does. I think he's counted Barack Obama and Bill de Blasio all rolled into one. That's what I think. Yep. And we lost our streaming. And now they're just making my shirt look like it's wool. I like the funky shirt better. Uh, I don't know this uh, Jeremy, what was the guy's name? Jeremy Bamber. Let me see. I don't know this case. You got to be smarter. I don't know uh, anywhere near enough about that case. I don't know anywhere near enough. Oh, I got funky shirt back. I don't know anywhere near enough about that case to comment on it. But uh, um. So Graham Advin asks, is it wrong that attorney-client conversations are on CNN? Seems wrong to me. Well, Cohen should be disbarred for originally leaking that the tape existed, but Trump waived privilege. And when Trump waived privilege, no, it's okay. Uh, he, he gave permission for the, for the, uh, <laughs> for it to be released. Psychic from New Zealand says, audio is good. Your shirt's giving me a headache. How dare you? That's the greatest shirt in the history of shirts. Uh, this is, uh, <laughs> I really, you know, it, it's, it's so troubling. I'm running, so I run a speed test and I'm gonna run another. 
And it's telling me that our speed is really, really blazing, but we always have these streaming problems. And I just, I don't, I just don't understand it. I'm going to run another because I really want to uh, give you guys a high quality show, but uh, it's hard to do. Okay, Faruzakadi, <clears throat> it doesn't make what you're saying doesn't make any sense. No, I hear your you're right. I hear your answer, but an IC code does shorten the description, saying IC one instead of white North European over the radio is far easier. Well, what cop would ever say white North European? I don't know where he's from. Male white, male white is faster than IC one. Male white, black hoodie, blue jeans, white sneakers, running north on Fifth Avenue. Seems pretty quick and simple to me. I don't care if he's a white North European or a white Southern European or a white guy from Oregon or a white guy from Manitoba. I don't care. He's a white guy. He's a white guy. Uh, Nigel is asking me to help Jeremy Bamber in the UK. Thank you for the donation, Nigel. <laughs> I, uh, all right. That was a good comment. Hold on. Who made that? Somebody said, my shirt is strobing worse than Eugene Levy on SCTV. That was awesome. That was awesome. The uh, Mike Lang says I'm here for the shirt. Did I am gonna wear? I said I almost want the screen to stay a little fuzzy at this point. If all my shirts with these patterns could look this good, this is gonna be awesome. A lot of popo for say African American. What white or black one? Well, yeah, that's true. I never said that. Male black. Most departments are uh, okay with that. I mean, you got it's about getting there fast. Uh, MD asks if ISIS, ISIS is primary responsibility for the Toronto killings. Last I checked, yes. Don't know if that's changed since I've been here on air. Uh, but uh, I don't presume it has. They take credit even when it's not them. <laughs> Hangman John Ruth loves my Giffy shirt. Giffy shirt. Again, my shirt is strobing worse than Eugene Levy on SCTV. Let's see. Uh... Here we go. Jonathan Bryan is saying Europeans have different shades of skin tone. It's irrelevant for police work. If a guy robs a store, he's white, he's Hispanic, he's, you know, uh, uh, tan white male. White male tan, uh, white male possibly Hispanic. A police officer doesn't know someone's ethnicity. It's political correctness gone crazy. That's all it is. Psychic says Soros has his finger on the internet kill switch, maybe testing before the midterms. If he does, then he's making my shirt look damn good. George Soros is doing me right today. <laughs> he really is. Oh, Jesus, the stream is looking better. My shirt is not funky anymore. Um, Nigel, I thank you for the donations, but there's not much I can do for Jeremy Bamber. Raise a little awareness here in the U.S., but uh, this is a 33-year-old case. Uh, both Robert Spencer and David Wood say that ISIS doesn't claim jihad. That's not theirs. I believe them. I, uh, I, Robert's a good guy. Yeah, I trust Robert implicitly. So if Spencer is saying that uh, he's skeptical of the ISIS claim, I'd listen to Robert on this one. He's uh, Robert's very knowledgeable. I, I know him well, and he's uh, one of my go-to guys, quite frankly, on these issues. So I like this. Let's see. <laughs> you don't need video, even the outstanding, only the outstanding audio. My show's great. Well, thank you, Evil. 
I appreciate that. Howard G says we're in a holy war. We just can't admit it. Great way. You know, I, I, I agree. I look at it another way. Islam is we're not because we won't acknowledge that they are. And so you make a great point. You make an excellent point. Nigel says every bit counts. Please, brothers and sisters, help. Look, Nigel, I don't know enough about the case. This guy was convicted. So I can't advocate for somebody convicted of murder based on, and I, I believe you're a great human being and an incredibly honest person. But before on this show or any show I do, I would ever advocate on behalf of someone convicted of a double homicide. I need to know a lot more about the case because right now they are guilty of murder. They were convicted and found guilty of murder. Maybe it's accurate. Maybe it isn't. But until I know more about the case, I can't advocate for them. I'd have, I'll have to dig into it. And I promise you I will. I'll look into this case. This is my subject matter. It's in my wheelhouse. I'll look into it. But uh, I, I, I don't know enough. The first time I heard about this case was today when you told me about it. In 1985, I was a little kid. I knew nothing about this and never even as, I, as far as I can recall, made the U.S. media. Don't Trip says it was more than a double homicide. Okay. Even more reason for me to uh, not uh, to not advocate for it. <laughs> Renee Nadeau says, your shirt is making me cross-eyed. Sorry. Got to go to the ophthalmologist. How dare you, sir? My shirt is, or ma'am, my shirt is beautiful. My shirt is a work of art. My shirt made this show today. In fact, I might just have the shirt do the show tomorrow. Let's see. Okay, Coppa says, aren't the police anything other than a legalized mafia organization? No, and I take offense to that. I spent many years in law enforcement and we did everything right and honestly. All right, guys, listen. A few minutes from the end of the show, I need to know, what did you think of the shirt? What did you think of the shirt? Uh, Matthias asked if I misgendered Renee. I don't know. Because I can't really see the thumbnail and the name sounds French. So I don't know if it's Renee as a man or Renee as a woman. No, I uh, didn't mean to offend. Just genuinely do not know it can be either. All right. All right. Look, votes are coming in. We like the shirt. The shirt reminds me of an old joke. Tell me the joke, Lionel. <laughs> Nigel has a shirt. Like, All right, good. Good. The shirt is winning. Barbell says wear solids next time, friend. Why would I ever do that? When the shirt does so much to enhance a bad feed. I got to get more of these, Barb. I got to get more of these. F. Rivier, Rivier says, you can tell by the spelling, stupid. <laughs> Apparently I'm dumb because I didn't know. I, okay, enlighten me. I don't know the difference between Renee and Renee and, and how it's spelled. But I do like the way you phrased it. You can tell by the spelling, stupid. Sounds like something I would say. Barb says, my shirt is causing the bad feed. Nah, I don't think that's the case. We've been having some streaming problems here. <laughs> my shirt is powerful, Barb, but it's not that powerful. <clears throat> 70s, dis <clears throat> excuse me, guys. <clears throat> 70s disco fever shirt. John Bryan says, John, could you just remove it? The ladies would love it. No. <laughs> Negative. No one would care if CNN dropped off the face of the earth at this point. Acosta would. He'd have nowhere to go for lunch. <clears throat> Justin O'Brien says, don't trust anyone who don't eat bacon, bro. Oh, I've got a whole, <clears throat> whole don't trust list. People that don't eat meat. People who don't drink. 
Guys who wear little round glasses and bow ties. Don't trust them too much. Have a little issue there. I've got a whole list of don't trusts. Justin, a whole list of don't trusts. Let's see. John, we need shirt hump day every Wednesday. Done. Done. Hangman John Ruth. Done. Great idea. Robert Kush says YouTube shadow banned me. They couldn't shadow ban this shirt. <laughs> Copadasa says they don't eat bacon. Why? Why? Jean Maria says she has a sycophantic love for Trump. <laughs> Nigel says, <laughs> this is good. Don't trust a thin chef. Excellent point. Garandman says bow ties are cool. Ooh, here we go. The bow tie or not bow tie. Pete Kingston says, I don't trust anyone that doesn't make eye contact. Good one. I also don't like guys who give those little soft handshakes. No, little soft handshakes. No bueno. No good. No good. Evil Bastard, next episode, shirtless. Then it is decided. That would be my last. Uh, <laughs> DJ Foster says, hey, Justin, just started the keto diet. All the bacon and pork chops I can eat. Amen. Peruzzi's on this IC thing because North Europeans, very different to white Southern European. It's not PC. It's about being more descriptive. Swedes look different to Spaniards. One IC1, one is IC2. Overcomplicated. <clears throat> Overcomplicated. I have a friend from Stockholm who you would think is Hispanic. He looks nothing like anyone from Sweden. He's a natural child to both of his parents. And he looks like a grandfather on his mom's side. <clears throat> so he would be misidentified. It doesn't make sense to me. Renee is a guy. Renee is a girl. Don't forget there's an acute accent on the E of both. Well, Renee, you just taught me something. I think I might've known that, but thanks. 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 And thanks for the comments. Barbell says, I don't swear. I don't drink and I don't eat bacon, but I do drink. Oh, wait, I do drink and eat bacon. Good. <laughs> Good. Let's see. The Freemason shake. Hmm. Shh. I've got my Illuminati meeting after the show. You're going to make the conspiracy theorists very, very nervous. <clears throat> Let's say, what was it like being the lead singer for the Bare Naked Ladies? It was epic. I miss it every single day. Oh, the 90s. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. A lot of bacon. A lot of bacon. A lot of bacon out there. And on that note, I am going to go have some bacon. We came to the end of the show, man. The hour blew by today. You guys are absolutely awesome. I'll be back here with you tomorrow morning, 7.30 a.m. Might wear another psychedelic shirt. Might not. Leaning towards it. You guys have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing the comments. I'll see you tomorrow.